our Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined a new league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Everybody, I am Kate Majuk, so excited to have you all here for the Locked On Dynasty podcast. Uh, I will be your host today. My friend Marcus Mosier is joining me. You can follow Marcus on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier, M-O-S-H-E-R. You can follow me, Kate, on Twitter at FFBallBlast. What is going on? We are heading into week 11, Marcus. We are in the, the, like, we're in the driving, driving times for those fantasy playoff spots. Yeah, these are like my favorite two weeks of the football season, right? We get right before Thanksgiving, we get a ton of a ton of great games this week. We get some, you know, three games on Thanksgiving. Everybody's getting ready for their fantasy playoffs. It's a it's a great time to be a football fan. Yes, there's so much energy like just pulsating through the community. And the nice thing is even if you are out of like playoff contention for your fantasy football leagues, there are just so many good games coming up because, you know, these are these are all playoff implication games for the NFL teams themselves. It's such a fun time. Uh, so let's start off. We're going to we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to in week 11, uh, dig into whose dynasty value has the most to lose or gain in week 11. And then we got some promotion commotion, which is always my favorite segment. But let's let's kick it off. Let's uh, ease ourselves in here, Marcus. What are you looking forward to the most in week 11? Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. I, I mean, I'm sorry, who was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, a little receiver that the rest of the NFL uh, let fall to what 22 in the NFL draft. I don't know. I don't know how the Eagles let that mistake. Happen. Anyways, uh, huge game against the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. Eight receptions for 135 yards. Kate, over the last seven games, he is on a 1,600-yard pace and seven touchdowns. Uh, I'm excited. He's going against the Dallas secondary. That's not very good. He might set the single-game receiving record here in Week 11. I mean, that's not out of the equation, but uh, I have a question for you. How many rookie receivers right now would you choose over Justin Jefferson? Because the list for me is not very long. How, how many would you choose? Justin Jefferson, I think, is one, number one right now. Yeah? I, I think that it's very hard to argue with uh, the production we've seen. We've seen it against, uh, you know, a, a myriad of different defenses. Um, you know, like Chicago secondary is no no it's joke. Good. Um, you know, like Green Bay, better than expected. See, like they played some weak opponents, but I wouldn't say like they haven't all been Dallas games, right? Like that—that's sort of what I'm looking at for Justin Jefferson. And I feel like somehow his monstrous performance in Week Twelve or Week Ten was still overshadowed by Adam Thielen, who put up just four for 43, but he had the two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's he's such a fascinating specimen. But um, what I really appreciate is that, you know, when you're comparing his numbers uh, to rookies off the charts, when you're comparing his numbers to vets 
off the charts. Right. Like that is so, so hard to do in your rookie season. And he has just absolutely made a really nice nice leap into the NFL. Yeah, the next three games for Justin Jefferson, uh, home against Dallas, at Carolina, home against Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, those are three of the worst defenses in all of you know, fantasy football. So I, I think we're going to get some huge games coming up from him. I would say at the very worst, he's a wide receiver too going forward this season. And probably I think he's got wide receiver one upside, right? Oh, absolutely. I think, um, I mean, he's a yardage monster able to create separation, able to get those yards after the catch. He has so much burst. Uh, Justin Jefferson, if we were redoing the Dynasty uh, rookie draft for 2020, would he be the 101? No, probably not. It's probably still DeAndre Swift, right? Or Well, not still DeAndre Swift. I think it is DeAndre Swift after what we saw last week. We'll get uh, into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. But if we're talking about receivers only – Probably right. Like I love CD Lamb, but he's you know he's probably the second target on that offense, and now they're without Dak Prescott. We like Chase Claypool quite a bit, and he's scoring a bunch of touchdowns, but he doesn't have the yardage upside. Jerry Judy doesn't have a quarterback. Jalen Rager maybe doesn't have a quarterback. So yeah, I think he's the number one receiver that you would want. Correct? I absolutely think so. Um, yeah, he'd probably come in, I would say, 102, 103 for me if we were redoing 2020 rookie drafts. Um, something I'm excited for in Week 11, I think we have one game with huge fantasy implications. We've got the Rams facing off against the Bucks, two very confusing backfields that have just obliterated our fantasy teams over and over and over the season. On the Rams side of the ball, you have Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, the touchdown vulture. Hmm. Um, all of these guys look really good when they've been in the game. Cam Akers has been sort of that that odd man out, um, but you know we saw him get some work when Daryl Henderson had to come out for injury. So uh, I, I'm really excited for this game so we can see what the splits are. Um, now we have you know all guys healthy in both of these backfields, which we haven't really had that up until this point. Um, Cam Akers, I would say the issue with him is just that he hasn't been used in the passing game. So I want to see if if they get him more involved. Coaching seems to be uh, heading in that direction. But, like, what about the Bucs? Ronald Jones, Mr. 98-yard touchdown. Uh, he's dominated the touches. Do we continue that? I, like, what – how do you see this game shaking out for each of these backfields? Yeah, so if I told you that Ronald Jones currently is third in the NFL Ugh. in rushing yards, would you believe me? I mean, it's so gross, but it's, it is it is what it is. I, I just, again, he's probably one of these players that's better off in best ball where you don't have to worry about the, the frustrating part of starting him every week. But most of our dynasty leagues aren't like that. And these are two of the most frustrating backfields in the NFL. Um, but we care about them because they produce so many fantasy points. So I, I think every week that we get to watch these guys, and these are going to be good, you know, good competition. You know, with the Rams going against Tampa Bay's front seven, one of the best run defenses in the NFL. We'll see what Bruce Arians decided, <laughs> decides to do with the backfield. I do think we're going to learn a lot this week, right? I do too. Um, now let's let's talk about you know some of our dynasty players heading into the week. But first, I want to talk to you about Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. 
Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become one of the members of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. All right, Marcus, let's dig right into our dynasty teams here. Whose dynasty value has the most to lose or gain in Week 11? Yeah, I think we need to start talking about Cam Newton. Uh, this is a, a big game against Houston. They should win this one. Uh, Houston's defense is not very good, but I want to see Cam start throwing the ball because I'm I'm a little concerned uh, that he's basically just turned into Tim Tebow. Uh, do you know how many <laughs> Do you know how many touchdown passes Cam has this year in eight starts? Uh, I want to say it's five, six, three. Three. So oh he, my goodness! He's and now I thought five thro- or six away. Yeah, he's now thrown three touchdowns since the beginning of the 2019 season. That is insane to me. And I know he's making up value in the running game, and the rushing touchdowns are fantastic. But at some point, you got to be able to throw the ball, and you got to be able to make big plays down the field. Uh, you, know uh, who- you know that is just two more touchdowns than wide receiver Jacoby Myers has this year. It's only three more than what we have as well, so it's yeah. not great. I, I, I just think this is need, this needs to be the game where we see Josh McDaniels and the Patriots open up that passing offense and at least give us some signs of hope that maybe that shoulder is getting better and that he can win through the air. Yeah, I definitely think um, you know we saw a long string of turnovers and it wasn't pretty. Uh, we saw a bad Cam. Bad Cam was in full full bloom. Um, and I think what we saw is just a total uh, rewind on the offensive front. And they, they really closed things up for, for Cam Newton. Um, he's not making outstanding plays. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he is taking what the defense is giving you. But it, he's been very much a game manager. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's Cam Newton's style. Um, I think uh, maybe once he gains back that trust of Bill Belichick, uh, you know, you, you might see him open up that playbook again. But Cam Newton is one of these guys in Dynasty where I just can't figure out how to value him. I can't figure out if I want him on my team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's well, such a big question mark. Well, let me ask you this. It, he'll be 32 next year. What are the odds that he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL next season? Like, is it greater than 20%? Because I kind of think it is, right? If if New England goes out and tries to upgrade the position in the draft or they trade for somebody else, could, could this be the last time that we see Cam as an entrenched starter in the NFL? I think it could be. Um, you know, you're looking at uh, a very, very talented rookie class that came in in 2000. Uh, next week, you've got, or next year, you have a couple of big names coming out. Trevor Lawrence. These guys are going to be taking over. I feel like we've already mm-hmm. started to see the tides change, you know, in sort of this this turnover between the the older generation quarterback and these young guys who are coming in and absolutely balling out. Cam's sort of falling into that that category where he's he's one of the old guys now. He's not, um, you know, I, I think he's sort of a one-trick pony at this point he is the rushing quarterback um but he's been figured out in the passing game no doubt and I don't know if maybe it's a an adjustment to Bill Belichick's system because he he had been with the Panthers um in that system for for how many seasons and then you take him out of that environment maybe that has something to do with it I don't know but 
he's definitely he's definitely a guy that you know if you are able to get uh, any sort of value on in your dynasty leagues at this point i i would be looking to sell him if you are in a a win now position i think he's a fine asset because uh, you know, the camp manager is probably not looking for much at this point because not, no. we all know what cam is and we all know the, the road he's, he's going down. Um, somebody I'm very excited to see is a, a quarterback that I have just always have this fondness for love watching play. It's Jameis Winston, uh, Mr. 30 for 30. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I've been, Maybe harping on this a little bit too much, but so excited to hear that Jameis got LASIK eye surgery. As soon as he did, I said to myself, "All right, this this guy's gonna get it. He's got he's got a nice arm. He's got a strong arm. It, he just needs to put it in the right spot." Um, he made some weird comments about like not being able to see like street signs. What do you think that's going to do to your accuracy as an NFL quarterback? <laughs> like. Hey, wear glasses, my dude. But I just think that uh, maybe we haven't quite seen the ceiling there. And, you know, we're looking at a, a system with a lot of very talented offensive pieces. Um, and even if, you know, they're not able to necessarily uh, maybe connect through the air. I mean, you've got Michael Thomas, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now on the receiving side of the ball. And we all know he can make adjustments. Um, he can he can make yards after the catch happen. He can move the chains. Um, but Jameis, he's just got the arm strength that Drew Brees doesn't have right now. And I think if Jameis comes out and, and does well, I mean, could he eventually earn the mm-hmm. starting role in, in New Orleans? Like, I'm not saying this season, but, like, maybe they do – look at him as a long-term option and it's totally crazy to think but if you are a a believer in Jameis Winston which I am um I I think he's he's a better quarterback than we've we've always seen him play he hasn't been in the uh the necessarily with the best coaches um I, I think with Sean Payton he could do something special yeah, a couple of things on Jameis. First of all, this is Slim Jameis, so we have no idea what Slim Jameis is going to do. He might be <laughs> he might be a way better quarterback. Also, only two years older older than Joe Burrow, so it's not like we're dealing with a really old, ancient quarterback who we've already seen a bunch. Uh, this happens from time to time. Guys go to a different team uh, for whatever reason. the The first fit wasn't great, and they have you know uh, they revitalize their career. Drew Brees in New Orleans is a perfect example. So. One of the things I'm looking forward to seeing the most, you know, for Jameis, you know, not only this game, but over the next few weeks is how does the target distribution work? Because we saw with Drew Brees, at least over the last season or two, basically he's funneled all the targets to Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Does he open up the offense? Is he giving more targets to Jared Cook? Is somebody like Traquan Smith getting more targets down the field whenever he's healthy? Uh, what about Emmanuel Sanders? Does his average depth of target rise a little bit? Because Winston just has a better arm uh, than Breeze. That's what I'm really excited to, to see because I don't want to say that Jameis is going to be better than Breeze, but is there a chance that he's better for the offense and all of the playmakers than Breeze? I, I, I don't think that's impossible. I don't either, and I think it's just sort of like you you know with Drew Breeze, your playbook is – 
somewhat limited at this point. It's not that uh, he's not, you know, smart enough to make the plays, but it's can his arm uh, extend the field? And I think you've you've generally seen that no, not not on a consistent basis uh, has that been able to happen. Jameis, I do. I'm I'm excited to see uh, sort of where he ends up, but I, I think this could be um, you know the flash in the pan that might get Jameis another starting gig in the NFL. He's like the anti Cam, where <laughs> I think this opportunity might might actually be a, a plus. Uh, give me one more guy that you are looking to see losing the most or gaining the most in Week Eleven. Yeah, I don't know how much you can gain because I already proclaimed him as a top five dynasty running back on Monday's <laughs> show but it is DeAndre Swift right after what we saw last week when they were na- they named him the starter uh, gave him 22 touches I think everybody's excited about DeAndre Swift's potential in Detroit as long as he has a similar game to what he was last week I think that's going to cement uh, his status at worst as a top 10 dynasty running back but if we get some Matt Patricia shenanigans here and he's all of a sudden the third running back on this team and they're using Adrian Peterson or anybody else, I'm going to start getting concerned about, okay, what's going on here? Why don't they trust him to be a featured back? I'm not worried about it. I, I, I'm still riding with my guy DeAndre Swift, but it is something to monitor uh, this weekend. Absolutely. DeAndre Swift, um, again, it's not it's not the talent that you're questioning there. It's all about the offensive system. And uh, it's really not, do you trust DeAndre Swift? It's, do you trust Matt Patricia? And I don't, but no, I think... No, the answer is definitely no, right? We, yeah, the answer Nobody is no. should trust Matt Patricia. <laughs> but if if he comes out, if he gets the bulk of the touches again, that, that could be a huge step in the right direction for the general public, because I'm not going to include you in the general public. Uh, you're already there, but... Um, I I think this could be a very big week in terms of dynasty value because if he does come out and gets five or six touches this week, like that, that's got to hurt dynasty value. Um, And maybe that's a potential buy low moment, but it's going to be a risk as long as there are other running backs in the system. Uh, Before we get to promotion commotion, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. All right, everybody, welcome back into Promotion Commotion. We are looking to promote these guys from deep in our fantasy football dynasty league benches if you need them. Uh, we do still have some bye weeks. Um, we might we might need some some mm. extra extra help this week. Who do you got for me? Who are you promoting this week, Marcus? How about Jalen Guyton from the Los Angeles Chargers? Uh, This is a guy that not a lot of people know about. He did hit a few big plays early in the season, uh, but an absolute speedster who has one of the best yards per target or uh, average depth per target in the NFL. Six foot one, 212 pounds, uh, ran a 4.44 at the NFL Combine. We know that Justin Herbert likes targeting him down the field. And against a Jets secondary that just cut Pierre Desir this week, um, that is really just bad in the secondary, would not be surprised if if Guyton gets a few targets down the field. Again, we've seen him be productive already this season. Uh, I think this is a week where he could potentially catch you know, three passes for 75 yards and a touchdown. I love it. Uh, one of my guys that I'm looking at, uh, I'm not looking at him very fondly, 
but I'm still looking at him. Uh, I'm going to go with Willie Sneed oh, of man. the, the so wide receiver one, the wide receiver one for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, I don't I, I don't like the play. I will say that I don't like the play. Um, I was really big on uh, my guy Marquise Brown heading into the season. I really thought he'd be seeing a, a increased target share, but really in the last three weeks, it it's pretty much been Willie Sneed. Mm-hmm. Um, seven targets, four targets, seven targets. Had two touchdowns last week. Um, you know he's he's racked up two hundred yards over the last three outings. That. Uh, that's an average of 67 or 69 yards per game. Uh, not too shabby. And they are going up against the Tennessee Titans, who uh, are laying the fourth most fantasy points to the fantasy wide receivers, um, have allowed plenty of touchdowns. And then not to mention um, our, our friend, our, our tight end, um, goodness gracious. Uh, Taysom Hill. Our, yeah. 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 I don't mm. want to... <laughs> Again, all of these are gross. You're gonna feel yeah. dirty every time you're you're in uh, in this situation. But Taysom Hill, uh, he's tight end eligible. You can play him in a flex. Uh, you can play him in a quarterback slot. He's the ultimate gadget player, right? Um, so, sort of in turn with you know what our discussion with Jameis Winston. Um, what do you kind of project for Taysom Hill? Because if he comes out. It, you know, we, we've seen Sean Payton decline to uh, name either of these guys the starter. Right. Does Taysom Hill get more work than we're actually projecting? Well, first and foremost, over the last three weeks, he has two games of at least double-digit fantasy points. So not awful if you want to avoid a zero. Uh, 134 rushing yards in the last three games combined. For whatever reason, Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. They're, they're boyfriend, boyfriends, you know, they just they love each other. There's just a, an affection there. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think there's, a, I think there's a non-zero chance that we're all excited for Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill gets the start and they just play him the whole game and maybe they bring in <laughs> Jameis on certain third downs and stuff. But this is an upside play here. I also think... Because of the rushing potential and because of Sean Payton's love, there is a little bit of a floor here for you. I don't know. I don't feel great about it. Kate, what about you? I don't feel great about it. But, hey, this is promotion, commotion. It is supposed to sting. Give me one more name uh, for this week, week 11. I'm in a, a desperate situation. Who can I promote from my bench? I kind of like Cam Sims from uh, Washington. Over the last two weeks, 164 total yards in that offense. It does seem like he's a better fit with Alex Smith than uh, Kyle Allen. The just overall passing game in Washington has been better over the last couple of weeks now that Alex Smith is there. Uh, Terry McLaurin obviously is going to get his. They're going up against a Bengals defense that has been absolutely decimated by injuries. They tried to play John Ross at cornerback in practice last week because they just had so many injuries. So Cam Sims, could he get you 50 yards and maybe a shot at a touchdown this week? Uh, I think that's possible. Absolutely. I think uh, Alex Smith looked pretty decent last week. Competent, Uh, right? Yeah, he has had uh, two consecutive games with 300 or more passing yards. Um, So the volume is there. Uh, Most of it will be funneled to J.D. McKissick, but (laughs) uh, Cam Sims, I do think, has a shot. Uh, Anything else you got for us for Week 11, Marcus? (sighs) 
yeah, let's let's talk about JD because just really quickly, why why are we giving all of these targets to JD McKissick and not Antonio know. Gibson? Sixty-two <laughs> targets for JD McKissick this season. Give those to Antonio Gibson, make him an RB one, and we'll all be happy. I absolutely agree. Uh, that is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your fantasy football podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty, and you can follow me on Twitter, Kate at FF Ball Blast, and Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosher. That's M O S H E R. Uh, enjoy week 11, and good luck, guys.